When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In sports, if you want to be the best, there are no off days. Well, ahoy, matey. Welcome on into the Nod Pod, the No Off Days podcast. Chris Cato to my left. My name is Scott Smith. Uh, we are coming to you with episode number 20. And Chris, uh, you know, again, reaching out to the mayor's office, trying to have some type of commemoration for this big accomplishment, a key to the city, perhaps. And uh, yet again, uh, crickets. Well, the mayor's I think part of the problem could be that she was busy this week with another key to the city. Yeah, she was busy fending <laughs> off the pirates. You know, this is so we're in Tampa, Florida, which is home to the annual Gasparilla pirate invasion. It's yeah, our big that's happening. Big annual parade of pirates right down Bayshore Avenue on the beautiful water there. And every year they play out this little scenario where they a few days before the parade, they come to the mayor's office and they demand that she surrender. And of course she doesn't because if she did, that would be no fun. We would have no party and no invasion. Yeah. So they so take she the fights back. They take the key to the city, which is why she hasn't given it to us. Oh, so, the pirates, so we have to wrestle it away from from pirates. Right. Did you bring your cannons? Yeah. Well, no. I, yeah. Just just a couple tickets just, from the gun just store. The, oh, here, we're gonna need you know. we're gonna need more guns. Well, I got I got no ammo here. Yeah. Everybody gets a key to the city, though. I mean, every time somebody reti- retires at Fox 13, I f- I feel like there's so many keys to the city floating around that these pirates. Uh, you know, if they have advantage and they could break into anybody's home, um, this could be a dangerous city for the next week or so. Yeah, don't you think? It, it could be. And maybe, again, that's why we don't have a key. There are so many floating around to what do retirees. You know, what do you know about Jose Gaspar? I know that he is a mythical pirate. Oh, that's another thing. Real? No, that's another thing okay. I love about Tampa's signature event. It's based on a lie. It's based on the legend <laughs> of a pirate who didn't exist, but his spirit, I think, is alive okay. and well in the hearts of those who throw these annual parties and pillage and plunder and spill yeah. their uh, beverages all over your lawn and end up in your bushes in the morning and you're picking various garments out of your um, hedgerow yeah, the next morning. Yeah, as legend has it, I believe, you know, when he mythically uh, resided in the 16th century, uh, he was quite fond of uh, public intoxication and crowded traffic jams and and colorful beats. So, but, and he always and all ra- these years later, he always raised Uber rates through the roof. That was one of his big tenets. <laughs> ah, yeah. Gaspar's done it again. That Let's Gaspar. bring in Brian King. Uh, BK, do you, do you ever get down to the uh, big Gasparilla? I did once, party? and that one was month. it for me. <laughs> was that a work assignment, or you for that? Was that for pleasure or work? Uh, it was for pleasure the first time, and it was quickly, it pleasurable. Uh, up until the traffic and walking yeah. back and trying to, yeah, yeah. yeah. It definitely, you know, the way to do it is don't go to the parade unless okay, go there once and experience it like Brian did. But there are so many great like neighborhoods around there where people are having parties on their porches right. and they don't care about who walks up. Like you don't have to know them; you just walk up and partake in their charcuterie. Uh, ah. Take a pirate's attitude into this. Like I am, I am boarding your porch. Permission? No, you don't ask permission. You just come Buddha or Chenar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's yeah. good. I love yeah, the good. The parade could be good this year though because the Grand Marshal is. Did you hear this? 
what 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 do we have? I feel like I've heard it, but now we have a, me. Well, we're in Tampa, so we have a wrestler. So it's Ric Flair, the Nature yeah. Boy. Oh, that's right. Wow. Ah, oh, we should have gotten the Nature Boy on the uh, podcast this week. He's busy, man. He's not going to give us a key to the city either. Good stuff. All right, so no commem- commemoration for episode twenty here. No key to the city, BK. But what do we have on the big program today? For episode twenty, it's an awesome one. Okay, we got. <laughs> 19 through <laughs> 1 through 19. Yeah. Yeah, but 20 is pretty good. We're bringing our A game. Uh, we got super sports agent Lee Steinberg yeah, joining yeah. us here. We're go- he's going to talk everything about NFL, college, even high school kids, and uh, find out you know what this whole how the games change in the whole sports agent business. Well, this guy was the, he was a trendsetter. I mean, before uh, you know all the big name sports agents that are out there now, um, you know he was the one that was kind of he was ahead of the curve. So the inspiration for Jerry Maguire, right? That's right, exactly. We'll have so. to. I'm sure he's never been asked Jerry Maguire questions by interviewers. We'll have to throw him a couple. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. And uh, at the end of the show, BK. Uh, you remember a few weeks back we had the randomizer three thousand. Yeah, did we upgrade it? I know it, we had to take it back to the shop. Our well, engineers here tried to tweak it. Well, they, they worked on the, the the clicker because the clicker got stuck. But okay. I think we got all the bugs worked out, so we're going to try to crank that back up. Okay. The show. Still the 3,000? Uh, no. Still the 3,000, okay. yeah. Right. Well, I hope it gives me easier questions this time. <laughs> all right. Very good. We are looking forward to this program. Thanks, guys. Number 20 is coming in hot. Well, if you are listening and you would like to watch, go to fox13news.com slash nodpod. If you're watching and you want to listen, subscribe. Uh, take out your phone. Zap the QR code on the screen in the bottom right-hand corner, and it will take you to all of our shows. Uh, we invite you to walk the plank and then fall into the violent seas of the Nod Pod. While, while it is true, Dead Men Tell No, tell no Tales um, recorded podcasts actually live forever on the interwebs. Uh, so you can uh, you can watch the tales that we have told uh, of this here little old podcast. So we invite you to like and subscribe uh, in audio form as well. Make sure to share with your friends. They might just say, blimey. It is the buried treasure of podcasts. It's buried in there somewhere. you got to look for it, but yeah. it's worth it when you dig it up. All right, so we're going to get into the craziness that is expected here in the offseason with Lee as it pertains likely to the free agents. But, Chris, as we look at the NFL picture and all these quarterbacks, I anticipate a lot of moves, and I think it's not just going to be free agents. Our, our free agent names are Brady and, let's see, who else? Uh, Lamar Jackson Some lesser-tier guys like Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Baker Mayfield yeah. in that mix, Geno Smith, who's made a name for himself this season and, and the best time to do it, right? Uh, but I think that, that you could d- definitely see some trades. And the biggest name in the trade mix is is a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who yeah. is – He's got a two-year, $100-plus million contract with the Packers. Do they look to offload that? Is this the Jordan Love air that kicks off right now? And if that's the case, then what are the pieces that kind of tick down along the way, and how could these pieces move? And I, and I just think that there are a couple scenarios. I'll throw a few out there and, uh, and get your thoughts. So let's say uh, Aaron Rodgers is traded to the New York Jets. Jordan Love gets the start in Green Bay. How, how how might that change things in the NFC East with now or the AFC East with with a, a, a Rodgers now? I mean, it now in, in New York, they have some money to spend. Yeah. Could they spend it on Aaron Rodgers? I think it's worth the investment. Now. I, I think the Jets are going to throw big money at someone. Right. They're right. That Robert Sala needs that. He's not going to he's got one more year to get this right. And he's not going to 
go down with Zach Wil trying to fix Zach Wilson. So this is possible, I believe, this this proposal. As far as here. Brady goes, uh, I mean, he is a free agent. And I think everybody said, well, it's going to be between Vegas and Miami, right? These are the two players at this point. But let, let's just play a scenario out where Brock Purdy maybe fizzles in the NFC Championship game. So maybe he's a guy that can he can manage your offense, but he's maybe not – a big play in the big game type of guy. We don't know yet what that DNA is. That's mm -hmm. uh, that's a time-tested trait. So let's say he, he he tanks in the NFC Championship, they lose, and they say, you know what, the guy that would have actually gotten us over the threshold is a guy like Tom Brady. Of course, he would love to come back in San Francisco and, and play out his last year or whatever, however many years it might be, in his hometown. So he goes to San Francisco. Well, okay. now, now San Francisco has two young quarterbacks, you know, respectively not making much money in Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. They're, they're probably going to offload one of those guys in a, in a trade. I, I would I would presume that it would probably be Lance. You have more trade value. You, you want right. to get rid of him now and not have him sit, right, as the backup. The longer he sits, the lesser the trade value is. Let's say he goes to a team like the Panthers. Well, I've heard that, the Bucks fans would actually like that scenario too, maybe getting Trey Lance. The, the problem, though, is what will they have to give up? And yeah. they, they just don't have a lot. There, there's so much over the cap right now, and this is not a cap conversation because he's not making that much money. Uh, I'm going to say around $9 million bucks, mm -hmm. I think, is part of his rookie deal. Uh, but uh, they have to, they're going to have to give up draft picks, right? And so you're sitting there. So you there. think Panther is more likely in that scenario? Well, so here, here's a list of the teams that okay. need quarterbacks. Uh, you got Carolina. You got Indy. Yeah. You got Houston. You got the Jets. You have Vegas after they release Derek Carr, which is anticipated as well. Uh, Washington, New Orleans, Atlanta. Tennessee, they, they're likely to let go of Tannehill because of how much money uh, they can save by letting him go and starting afresh. Let's say Brady goes to Miami. Okay, what do you do with Tua? Yeah. You know, he, he still has, I think, another year of team control before uh, they can do the option thing down there. Right. Um, but he still has some value, and there's mystery in his, you know, in that appeal because we don't know just how healthy he is. There's teams that will certainly take he a He played really well him. this year when he was healthy. At a low yeah. cost, yeah. would you not go after right. Tua? So I think that this just kind of uncorks this whole, like, you know, kind of tornado of moves that could potentially take place where you have big name guys uh, like Brady, Jackson, um, you know, on down the what, list. What do you think Rogers. is the most likely landing spot? Let's take it with um, with Brady. What do you think the most likely landing well, spot? Well, it feels is? at this point Miami is in position. Okay. I, I think that, you know, Rob Gronkowski on uh, NFL on Fox gave some insight as to what Brady might be thinking, and, and it's going to be the, th the, the situation that is the most exciting to him. And when I look at what is the most exciting scenario outside of San Francisco, because I'm not I'm not anticipating a Brock Purdy tank. I think they yeah, still yeah. like those two quarterbacks. So let's say that's off the table. I think Miami is the most exciting situation. For one, you're close to home. You're close to your kids. Mm -hmm. They live down in, in you know southern Florida, and so that's that's an opportunity to be close to home during the football season. On top of that, you have Jalen Waddle, you have Tyreek Hill, yeah. you got some weapons offensively. Mike McDaniel, pretty yeah. good play caller. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that there's a, a lot of excitement around this team that uh, you know they feel like they're maybe a, just a couple chips away. Yeah, uh, I think Vegas has Vegas. has started to turn into an appealing situation if they get rid of Derek Carr. Uh, you know, the way they drew up his contract is actually a masterful job for right. in, in terms of like the, the team side of things. Uh, I think he has like two or three more years where he's due high 30s, low 40s each year right. in, in millions of dollars. 
but they can cut him here before February, I believe, 15. Mm-hmm. And I think it's only $5 million in yeah. dead cap space. So they're going to have a little bit of money to spend as well. And the Chicago Bears are sitting here with like $100-plus million in anticipated salary cap room. Are they happy with Justin Fields? Or are they going to get in the mix and go after one of these guys? I kind of think they are happy with Fields. They need to put some pieces around him. He needs receivers. He needs an offensive line. He needs some running backs. I don't see the Bears going after a quarterback. You factor in to this mix everything that you just said there, the fact that in this NFL draft class, it's not very quarterback rich. But so you got I, a couple at the top end, right? Yeah, you got a couple at the top Bryce end. Young. Yeah. You got to think maybe the Texans get one of those. Here's an interesting factor in all of this does Sean Payton winding up somewhere make that more attractive to a Brady or a Rodgers I or think a Derek Carr yeah without question yeah. so I mean, if that, you could play in his offense I yeah. think that does yeah um all right so we will hold the rest of this conversation for when we catch up with Lee here momentarily um but they did announce the Super Bowl officiating crew mm. Carl Sheffers is going to be the NFL the, the head referee in the the Super Bowl I believe this is the third time now he's officiated the Super Bowl he did 55 here in Tampa yeah he's uh, and we saw what happened there uh <laughs> and then we 51 and that was the one where Tom Brady came back against the Atlanta Falcons after being down uh, 28 to three. So, uh, you know, I'm sure Brady would have loved to play in this game when he, when Jeffers is, is the uh, official. Listen, Chiefs fans are not happy about this. I don't know if you've read some of the social media stuff, the message board stuff, but they're kind of outraged. Now they're assuming that they're going to be in the Super Bowl, right? I, I kind of think Cincinnati maybe uh, maybe they would agree with you. But right? if the Chiefs are there. Uh, these fans are not happy about this because in that Super Bowl you mentioned against the Buccaneers, the Chiefs were penalized 11 times for 120 yards. The Bucks were flagged four times. And you may recall... They were penalized like eight or nine times in the first half alone, which I think was a Super Bowl record. There was an important drive at the end of the first half where the Bucks moved the ball like 70-something yards, scored a touchdown, aided by two defensive pass interference calls that mm. to Chiefs fans were questionable. And then you not just, outside of that, you had... Um, I was looking at, you know, some of the games he was involved in this year. One of the, I think, the worst roughing the passer calls. You know, this was the season where we had just some yeah. egregious, clear, you know, cases where the quarterback was not roughed. At Cheffers made one of those against the Chiefs. Against that was the game where they Ouch. were playing the Raiders and Chris Jones did the strip sack. Yes, and, uh, it well. and Yeah, and it was an important part of the game. And then also a couple years ago in the divisional playoffs, um, he called a, a holding call that wiped out a tying two-point conversion by Travis Kelsey. And Kelsey <laughs> said that Cheffers didn't deserve to work at Foot Locker. No. So, so now Cheffers may be yeah. controlling your Super Bowl fate again. Careful what you say, right? Yeah, no, he, he will lead an NFL crew that leads the league this year in penalties uh, awarded, given whatever you want, however you want to call that. Which, you know, here's the, the big story here is like, this is, is this what you want? In, in your in your best game of the year, your your biggest matchup, the highest stakes, you want the officiating crew that is most prone to call penalties in games. This is this is the gripe that all NFL fans hey, have. Hey, the like, zebras hey, need who, their <laughs> who plays? Yeah, are we are we here to watch the players? Or are we here to watch the NFL officials? So. Again, let's hope it's a clean and, and fair. Let's hope the, the storyline coming out of the game, of course, is not the officials. But uh, you can't say we didn't warn you. Right? Sheffers needs his camera time, too. Let's be fair. All right. One quick story we need to hit on, and this is uh, Terry Francona, Cleveland Guardian skipper. Um, his, uh, his little, uh, what do you call it? His little his scooter. scooter. Yeah. He calls it the hog. Yeah. It was stolen. 
It was taken from his residence. The cops are on the case. They're looking for surveillance camera footage to find out who took this thing. And I believe I might have a culprit, Chris. Oh, do you? Yeah, well, is this the, the guy? only person that makes sense, and he's close to home here. Uh oh. Could it be Ray Skipper, Kevin Cash? Well, they, they have this ongoing kind of. Uh, f it's not really a feud. They're really good friends. It's it's just like a. They kind of prank each they other. They prank yeah. each other every time they have an opportunity. Now this would be next level. This would be a and, good prank, and it would be a, a huge tip of the cap to Cash if this is if he's really. We've seen this. video of Cash on this thing before. I, <laughs> I guess that Fred Conner drove it from Cleveland to Tampa. No, he had it here. He had it here. Yeah, and well, Ka Cash got on it and drove it during batting practice. No, well, well, yeah, he actually Cash brought it out onto the field. This I believe this was in Cleveland. He took his moped or scooter. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Don't offend. Is that offensive? Don't offend the scooter. He community. took his little his scooter yeah. uh, out and, and placed it in the shortstop area during batting yeah. practice before the game, and then players were actually trying to hit it, and and I and I there was footage of one person actually making a clean contact with it, and I think knocked off one of the rearview oh, mirrors. Oh no! I think you might be onto something here with this cash, the case so. of the purloined uh, Tito scooter. <laughs> Oh boy! Well, let, let's hope. I that, love a good prank, yeah. and I really hope that that's the case, and it, it just didn't get stolen by some high school kids or whatever it might be. Hmm. But uh, we got to get the hog back. We got to get the hog back. All right, Chris, our guest today uh, is up next. Let's jump back into the anticipated craziness of the NFL offseason with our very special guest, Lee Steinberg. Well, our guest today is the OG of sports super agents. He has represented more than 300 professional athletes over the years. He is the inspiration for the movie Jerry Maguire. We welcome to the Nod Pod, <laughs> Lee Steinberg. Lee, is it true that you have actually been on the phone with someone and yelled, show me the money? <laughs> <laughs> no, normally they say it to me. <laughs> have you ever told someone you complete me that's what i want to know <laughs> no but i'll tell you i haven't been through an airport or out to dinner in the last 25 years where someone didn't run up to the table and say those four words that start with show me the <laughs> exactly you may get you may get tired of hearing it uh in that vein though let's let's play role reversal if you if your life had to be based on a tom cruise character that's not jerry Maguire, are you going with a pete maravick mitchell of top gun <laughs> uh b ethan hunt of mission impossible he's an agent you're an agent or c lestat of interview with a vampire no, I, you know, I don't covet blood, um, uh, <laughs> not even late at night. So you got to go with Top Gun. Um, you don't want to go with the color of money or Rain Man, but um, ah, yes. I think soaring through the sky, defending the country would be uh, just splendid. Right. I think all of us would take that role, right? <laughs> we if we're good. We can confirm that Lee is not a, a blood-sucking uh, sports <laughs> agent. We, we can confirm that today. So, Lee, you know, every offseason seems to have uh, its own intrigue with all the storylines of what's going to take place. This year, a, a lot of it is centered around quarterbacks, whether they be Quarterbacks entering free agency, potential trades, uh, and and big names too. We got Brady, Rogers, Lamar Jackson. I want to start with the Brady situation. Are you leaning toward him playing a twenty fourth season? And if so, what destination do you think is most appealing? Oh, I don't think there's any question uh, in his mind that he'll play again. Uh, there's no reason for him not to. He's uh, still at a transcendent level compared to other people and who better well maybe my guy patrick mahomes yeah. uh if you've got 30 seconds or a minute 30 left and 
and everything appears to be stacked against you. Uh, Tom Brady with the ball is still a feared uh, competitor. You know, when he left New England three years ago, Tampa Bay was not kind of the natural landing spot. So I'm, I'm curious, given what the market was for the then soon-to-be 43-year-old as opposed to three years later, the soon-to-be 46-year-old quarterback, how strong do you think that market's going to be for Tom Brady? I think it'll still be strong, uh, not for a team looking for a long-term solution, but a team looking for a one-year fix to change a culture by injecting him into a locker room, you get a ripple effect where he transforms everyone around him into a much higher level of productivity. So I think there's a number of locations where he could uh, end up even in situations where they might be drafting a young quarterback for the future. Well, let's talk about one of those situations of potential is Miami. That's been a popular talked about possible landing spot for, for Tom Brady and how that would impact one of your current clients to a tongue of Iloa entering, uh, you know, this option. The Dolphins now have an option to, to pick up his fifth year. But before that, we have to talk about his, his current, health situation, the concussions. Where is he right now in terms of wanting to continue his football career, Lee? Well, I don't really want to speak to him, can speak for himself, and so can um, uh, the Dolphins. But let's just say that he had a very, very productive year and looks like he should be the franchise quarterback of the future. So we'll watch that play out. You know, a lot of a lot of lingo gets kind of tossed around the, this time of year, and I'm not sure that you know how familiar we are with it or the audience. But when we look at like dead cap money, and that's money that's already been paid, right? You correct me where I'm wrong. Money that's already been paid, but it's going to count against the cap at some point, like a loan come due. And when you look at the the buck situation, where presumably around fifty million dollars over the cap, uh, when you look at Tom Brady and and where he looks at these teams. I mean, certainly he takes that into consideration as well. A team that can start to build some of those pieces around. Uh, how, how cognizant do you think his decision will be based on, on what teams can spend? I think it'll be a major factor. I think he looks at it and he's very ably uh, represented by uh, Don Yee. I think they look at it and make an analysis of where it's most likely he could win right now. So they look at the offensive line, they look at the running back situation, they look at the wide receivers. I think they analyze this the same way a general manager would. And they think about what's his best opportunity to win right now. Um, and I don't think they look at it necessarily as a long-term uh, process. He's defined gravity right now, playing at this age. And uh, it's a function of his incredible uh, uh, health regimen, nutrition. Uh, uh, players today, every single day of the year, are thinking about the upcoming season, if it's the off season. And they're using hyperbaric oxygen, and they're using light stem, and they're eating special kinds of nutrition. So because of that, he's been able to play. But I think it's an analysis of where can he win right now? Uh, where does the addition of a superb starting quarterback push a team over the top? Because when you've been in a number of Super Bowls and won them that he has, that's his 
uh, level of, uh, of uh, competitiveness and nothing else really will do. Well, we do hyperbaric chambers, light stem, and uh, nutrition here, and we're just a podcast, Lee. We're, you know, I can imagine what the quarterbacks are doing. Uh, another guy up in Green Bay, uh, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he is under contract. He signed an extension, but when you look at the deals there, I mean, he's got another two years, one hundred plus million dollars due. Uh, you know, and and much like the Bucks, you know, there's a fine line between can't afford to lose him and you, you just can't afford to keep him. Do you think the Pactor, the Packers are going to actively seek a trade here in the offseason? I don't. Um, Aaron Rodgers uh, sits at, uh, in that group of four or five quarterbacks at the top of the game, and you really can't replace him. Uh, some of it's going to be dependent on uh, the uh, backup quarterback they picked in the first round a couple of years ago and where they think he is at this point. Uh, do they have confidence he's the next guy? Because sooner or later, that transition is going to have to happen. But who gives them the best chance to win right now? Well, it's Aaron Rodgers. And uh, he's he just uh, so dominant and so clutch at the end of uh, games. So um, I think you try to figure out if you were running the Packers, everything you could do to just keep that intact and add maybe at the wide receiver uh, position. Yeah, they would certainly need to add. But when you look at potential suitors for Aaron Rodgers, I mean, you got someone that's going to be able to absorb that contract, take on $50 million a year. Um, you know, that list of suitors, I know that ideally you want to trade this guy to a team that you're never going to face, maybe someplace far in the AFC East. But I would think that that would probably open it up to NFC teams as well, especially when you look at a Chicago Bears team that they have a lot of money to play with and they can entertain a lot of these different quarterbacks. I want to talk about another guy in Lamar Jackson. Uh, he went into this season – uh, and he reportedly recently turned down a $133 million guaranteed contract. Uh, he has gone at it alone, um, no representation. How would you grade Lamar's handling of his own contract situation? Well, it's almost uh, inexplicable. It's just puzzling how this ever could have gone on this long. Normally, you look at whether a player is a franchise quarterback or not. Now, what do I mean by that? Someone who, at the end of a game, He's thrown a couple interceptions. The crowd is booing. The game is getting out of hand. What does he do now? Can he compartmentalize, adopt a quiet mind, and elevate his level of play to take a team to and through uh, the playoffs? And he's all of that. He's been MVP of the league. So you can't replace Lamar Jackson. So in these situations, normally you would have already seen an extension done, and he'd be signed long-term. In other words, if you take him off the Ravens, they become a different team. So this one's sort of a mystery how it ever got this far. And I think that it, looking at it from the outside, because I don't know the, the inside, um, he probably wanted the contract that Deshaun Watson got, which was roughly $50 million a year, totally guaranteed. And uh, the team probably balked on that. And so it's a question of what is the market? What's relevant? What are the comparable players that you, uh, that you put him up against? And, and how does he fare? And what are they making? So I think that, but this, that's a, a difference that ought to be settled. So how it ever got this far, I don't know. But that's a situation where... The player seems to be happy with the team. The team happy with the player. You could work that out. The only situation here with, with Lamar Jackson, it just makes me think that 
given how far this has gone down the road with him, um, that why would you prevent yourself then from going into free agency? It seems like he's going to take all suitors and that Baltimore just becomes another one of the teams in the bidding for Lamar Jackson at this point that, uh, you know, if, if his desire was really to be in Baltimore, um, it seems that they would have negotiated that, especially with a $133 million guaranteed offer reportedly. Uh, I mean, would you guess that, that he wants to play the field uh, fairly and it's not, not about trying to leverage Baltimore for more money? Not necessarily. I think that there's a period now where Baltimore is the only team that can deal with him. And this is going to go on for uh, a couple of uh, months. March is when the league year starts. So in this, watch what happens in this interim period, because there'll be heavy negotiation going on. Baltimore's going to try to sign him, I'm sure. And so I wouldn't be surprised if you wake up, you know, a month from now and he signed to a long-term contract with the Ravens. Okay. Uh, let's go a level below the NFL to what is the NFL's development league which is major college football now and the explosion of nil as it relates to what you do lee what a tremendous change we've seen in the last two years here now we have high school athletes and college athletes that were never able to sign with agents before because that was illegal now they're able to sign with representation to take on these to manage these nil opportunities i gotta imagine this is the golden age a booming era for for what you do in your profession right now i mean is it crazy it's a challenging era because normally, although I've represented baseball, basketball, boxing, all sports, in football, you would not meet a young man until probably his junior season uh, because it's three years out of high school is the rule for NFL entry. But now all of a sudden, you have high school players branding themselves putting together sophisticated websites and signing with agents so all of a sudden a uh, process that used to begin for an agent in uh, when a player was a junior you're now talking about the necessity of signing top high school quarterbacks a junior in high school now yeah right and if they sign with another marketing agent that also represents players someone may never get a chance to talk to them um there's a hospital over here called Hope, and I would guess there are agents sitting in maternity wards looking for healthy mothers. <laughs> so wow. what, what you have, the NCAA could have prevented this all by yeah. extending the amount of money they uh, were allowed to give players that had economic need. Because the players used to sit on campus and they'd be resentful because they couldn't work to supplement their incomes. The NCAA waited too long, and California passed SB 206 three years ago, which uh, allowed name, image, and likeness, and every other uh, state in the country uh, had anxiety attacks, so they pressured the, uh, uh, the NCAA to do this, and uh, we're only a year and a half into it. It was just July of uh, 2021, and it's already had uh, an amazing impact where it's not just male athletes, it's female athletes. Uh, it's Phil Knight giving every University of Oregon player a stipend. It's Jack in the Box giving 15 athletes with the first name Jack. It's um, <laughs> And the biggest single change is that 
alum groups, consortiums, and right. uh, collectives have banded together to use their businesses to offer endorsements. And this now has become a factor in recruiting. Yes. So that um, I'll never forget when Nick Saban made the statement that his uh, young quarterback just starting uh, had never played a play. Um, made a million dollars in NILs. Well, he was recruiting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a crazy landscape. Let me throw this one at you too. Um, just kind of switching gears to, to baseball here real quick, just based on something you're connected to with where we are in the Tampa St. Petersburg market. So I found this out that six years before the Tampa Bay Rays came to St. Petersburg, we could have had the Tampa Bay Giants. But what happened? Lee, Lee stood in the way of that. Why didn't you want the Giants to come to the real Bay Area? Tell us about that. And you ended up having uh, the mayor of San Francisco declared it Lee Steinberg Day because you kept the Giants in San Fran. <laughs> I just think and still think it's wrong to rip teams out of the heart of a loyal fan base because of uh, some temporary situation. And uh, I was a Dodger fan and didn't even particularly love the Giants, but it just seemed wrong and the mayor uh, came to me and of San Francisco, Frank Jordan, and <clears throat> asked if I'd help lead an effort. And so we had to find local buyers. We had to convince the National League it wasn't in the best interests of uh, baseball uh, to switch the team. And uh, I'd feel the same way if uh, Tampa Bay's team currently uh, was going to move somewhere else. Yeah, I was going to say, can you help us keep our rays here uh, for? We could a give words. you right. a Lee Steinberg day here in the <laughs> yeah, Bay Area. Exactly. I think that's right. possible. Well, the point is, it, it breaks the hearts of young fans. Sure. It's essentially an artificial construct because you're telling people that the San Francisco Giants are as much they're your San Francisco Giants. You have an implied obligation to root for them even when they lose and. Uh, so to then take them out of the city, what is the Golden Gate Bridge going to be next or Chinatown? We could um, use that bridge over here. We've got a lot of water, too. <laughs> <laughs> so it was nothing personal against uh, uh, Tampa Bay. I've always had good experiences there, uh, either with players or at the Super Bowl. At, uh, uh, at one point, I had uh, John Lynch and work done there. Absolutely. Two of the greatest. Um, well, Lee, we, we appreciate your time giving us some insight into what's going to be going down here in the NFL over the next couple of months. And of course, uh, how the college game has has changed drastically over the last year and a half. The great Lee Steinberg on the Nod Pod today. Thank you so much, Lee. He had us at hello. <laughs> he certainly did. <laughs> Thanks, Lee. Chris, I'm impressed by uh, your research to, to find out his connection here to the Tampa Bay area. There's always one. There's yeah. always a Tampa Bay connection. And very impressed with your movie knowledge, too, of Jerry Maguire, because, I mean, that, that movie's, what, like 25 years old, probably. Well, I'm fairly old, Scott. I'm glad. <laughs> yo, it came out in 96. <laughs> Did it really? I, yeah. I met uh, Renee Zellweger once. You know, she was in that movie. Yeah? Yeah. And this would be a long story, that, though, and we're on, a, we're on a schedule here. <laughs> but, <laughs> we are. But I did meet her yeah, once. Interesting. Yes. I like that. Very Let's nice. tease that ahead. Yeah. Uh, on episode 30, we will talk about Chris's <laughs> we, connection to Renee we Zellweger. we got to wait until 30? Yeah. Oh, we my got 10 more. Hang with us. Hang with us all right bk let's bring you in um all right so you teased at the top of the show that we're going to do the uh with the descrambler uh 40 5, what what yeah, is it's the, the randomizer randomizer 
3,000. Mm. Hence the button that magically appeared there on the desk here. Yeah. Okay. So just a refresh your memory, this thing, it's a machine, spins through rapidly, always questions we have preloaded in there. You hit the button, it'll stop. Whatever the question is, you and Chris can answer it. Now, BK, are these are these viewer questions? No, these are BK questions. Okay. Oh, do we have do can we have, can, do we have viewers? Yeah. Can we in the next episode can we get yes. viewer questions? Certainly. Right. Okay. How, yeah. how can they do that? Uh, they can email us through the uh, website. <laughs> leave a comments in okay. the uh, on the YouTube section. Should right. we should yeah. we get viewers first? Well, well, I we think got some they, viewers. I okay. think, yeah, once they realize that this is part of the game. Hi, Mom. Email us. Cookie. Gonna, Hi, Cookie. Cookie's back in it. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's stick our hand in the cookie jar. Let's do it. Okay. Let's roll that first one. You want to go first? Yes, first? I do. Yes. And bang. Right there. Would, Would you, you rather be the bull rider or the clown? Well, oh, come on. Does he have a choice? Because we already know which well, one. Well, I'm going to choose the bull rider. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Well, because I, mean, I would guaranteed pain, right? They don't always have pain. No, the ones that know what they're doing, they, yes, they're jostled a lot and they're <laughs> they're flopped back and <laughs> I mean, forth. But how I, long do you want to stand upright? I mean, as an adult, like I mean, you're the, the but they get the glory. The bull rider gets the glory, and you would assume you know other things that come with glory. But the clown, what the clown's just a target for when the bull's raging. Well, maybe he maybe there's uh, some glory that is not given. Look, that this is my deserves. answer. Okay, you're gonna have to deal with it. I want to be the bull rider. The, what is the role of the clown? That's what I want to know. To distract the bull so the cowboy can get away see so, so it's the vital. clown that, that you have disgraced is the one that actually can yes. save people's lives no he's the one that gets gored by the bull <laughs> while the bull rider gets to escape this is why i want to be the bull rider That's well where- i've done a mechanical bull uh, once or five times in my life and so i'm gonna go with the clown because oh. it seems i want to be the guy that comes into the rescue can i um do, what about face paint? Can I just do yeah. I have to wear the face paint? Well, you got the wardrobe already taken care of. Oh, so. there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Salty okay. BK today. I All like right. it. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going clown. I'm going clown. All right. Good job. Let's All go right. to the next one. All right. Here we go. Question number two. Who's stopping All it? Right, I got you right now. Would you rather have your team win the Super Bowl or have, and this may be for Cato, your fantasy team win a <laughs> mega payout championship? What is mega? Mega is, I'm going to say, four figures. Four figures. Four figures. Okay. For a four-figure fantasy football championship or your team won a Super Bowl. Uh, I want my team. I want my team. Yeah. I mm. mean, look. I mean, 4000 bucks, whatever whatever the four figures is, you know. It could be 1000 9000 yeah. I mean, that'd be nice. It's a nice little chunk of change, but I think I would want my team to win the Super Bowl because that, that – that, that's those are memories of a lifetime. Well, you know, I'll spend the money and I'll forget what I spent it on, but I'll never forget the Super Bowl victory. I, this can I get a ticket to that Super Bowl? Can I be in attendance? <laughs> you can do whatever you want, but you're you're out. This is your. This is personal to you, though. You, you are a. Can we say it? Who you're a fan of? I guess you're a lifelong Lions fan. Right. So of course yeah. you would want the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be something. Yeah. yeah, I would probably immediately drop dead uh, upon yes. them winning. So I don't know, uh, but yeah, that they're, would be that would be neat to see. They're getting there. Give me the right. mega fantasy payout, yeah. Brian. Figures. I don't so. care. I'm, I'm, of course, I don't even have an NFL team. I want the I want the one thousand dollars, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to use it to buy my friend a ticket to see his. Li- I can't get a Super Bowl ticket for a grand canna. I'll donate it to Scott's GoFundMe to see the Lions. For the record, please. I'd rather watch a Super Bowl on TV. Oh, yeah. I, I don't want to be. You don't want to miss the halftime. I don't want to be around those people. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's How go. about another one here? 
Roll it. I'm gonna drop the elbow on this one. Boom! Boom. Oh, yeah. Ooh, it's a long one. Would you rather your team win a championship, but then you cannot watch that team for 15 years? Or <laughs> that's essentially what it's like to be a Lions fan. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or you watch them for 15 years, but knowing they'll never win a championship during that time. That's a good question, BK. That is. I wish that was a viewer question. Mm. Mm. Okay, this is mine, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I want I want to watch my team win a championship, you know, one year, and then I'll take the 15-year hiatus. I want the I want the championship. Yeah. I think this undermines what it means to be a fan, because nobody likes bandwagon fans, right? And and you don't want to call yourself a bandwagon fan, but if you are just on it for that one win, and then you don't watch them for 15 years. I, I just think that uh, you got to ride the ebbs and flows. You do. That's what makes the championship sweet. You know, you got to be you got to be consistent. And uh, so for that, I'm going to take the higher the higher road here. I'm going to go 15 years of not winning. See, I think I would do the same. Yeah. Thank Sorry, you, Kano. Yeah. Well, uh, I like championships. Do, do we have Do we have time for one more? Let's get one more in. Here. Okay. Here. All right. uh, who's got it? You Scott? dropped the elbow on it? I did, yeah. Okay, I'm going to step on it. Easy. Ah, I stepped on it. <laughs> Don't think we're using the randomizer. <laughs> broke broke. Would you rather be punched in the face by a 50-year-old Mike Tyson <laughs> oh, no. or hit oh, in the no. face by a ball kick by Cristiano Ronaldo? Uh, that's not even. Yeah, and I think actually Tyson's probably closer to 60 now. Yeah, it's, like it's not even close. I, I will let Cristiano Ronaldo kick me with multiple balls. I, Before I let Mike Tyson no, punch me, would I not. would die. No, Mike Tyson, I'm telling you, Have man. Have you that seen dude, how hard Cristiano Ronaldo can no, kick a soccer yeah, ball? Yeah, I'll take three of them. Well, how what far, did I say for? Yeah, three. Brian, how far is our face from the soccer ball? Let's just do like 10 yards. Okay. Wow, that's pretty close. <laughs> I, want the, I want the punch for Mike Tyson. <laughs> but, I do. What, are you suicidal? That is no, crazy. Because, think about it. It's the no, same thing. As, you would not make it, Chris. I, would, I know you. I, I know your okay. physical composition. That's, you would crumble. You're yeah. very you would right. not be that. But yeah. listen, what kind of legend would I be? How did Chris die? <laughs> oh, do you want him to die from a punch by Mike Tyson? Oh, or, oh, he got hit in the face by a soccer ball and he died. I see, again, same reason I chose Bull Rider. You do it for the glory. There's more glory in getting hit by Mike Tyson than there is getting, getting your grill smashed by a soccer ball. Oh, yeah. See, I no. think Tyson, too, you get hit, it's lights out. So you it's, don't know anything. Christian, you've got a broken nose, maybe a broken orbital bone. You think not knowing anything? Like, you might be permanently I, not knowing anything. I like the, I like the <laughs> That's concussion. That's better. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, I'll take a broken nose. Yeah, again. Let's let's line up Cristiano Ronaldo. Let's do this. I want to see our ratings would go through the roof. Yeah, All right, that's episode forty. Mike All Tyson's right. actually that that's more likely than getting. I think we could get Mike Tyson someday. Yeah, yeah. I, he would be glad to punch you. <laughs> I'm sure it wouldn't take much coaxing. <laughs> get him on this podcast. You interview him for five oh, minutes. Oh, I'll be spitting yeah. chocolates. All right. <laughs> Very good. That was a fun show. All right. Thanks, Much thanks to our, our guest, Lee Steinberg, uh, joining us today. Uh, if you would like to watch the full-length episode of this year's podcast, head over to fox13news.com slash nodpod. Again, the QR code, bottom right-hand corner of the screen. And it's available where all podcasts are picked up on all platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Get us every week in audio form, and you can find the show on the website as well as on social media pages. And then tune on on the tube as well weekends um we come through your tv screen we just bring yes. it to you and it's sometimes it feels like a 
Like a punch to the face <laughs> or Mike Tyson. Hit in the head with a soccer ball. You know, time to get the eye patch out of the dry cleaners. we got to get ready. Yeah, my yeah. peg leg as well. All right, yeah. until the next time we are on, there are no off days. Blimey. You had me at hello, Scott. Blimey.